It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table. Uh, my name is Jason Squires, and uh, today I'm joined by Jenny McGrew. Jenny, how's it going? Woohoo! Good? <laughs> really good. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of like a week, like I didn't know if I should enthusiastic. go... I was loving... I'm feeling a little frozen still because I came off that hike. So. Oh yes. Yeah. I, I always love when, when you like say good morning at church and you get like the, woo. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is going to be a fun morning. This is going to be, this is going to be. A fun oh, I time. never say, I never say good morning. We start with the band. It's like, good morning church. And it's oh, just yep. like all in. I just don't set up that moment. I just like, <laughs> you're just like anybody who does that. It's like, oh, you're just setting yourself up for the moment. <laughs> Maybe that's the first worship leading tip right now. Yes, exactly. Don't do that. Don't, don't ways not to start the service. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, hey, you we had you on the podcast last year. Um, and having you back because I just love hanging out with you. Um, and so, but for those of us, those people who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about Jenny. Uh, I always like to start with servant of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Um, of course, of course, servant of God, child of God. Uh, I am a wife to Jake of 25 years. I can hardly believe it. 26 years this year. So old, you know, you're getting old. Like I was, I was preaching at church two weeks ago. I spoke in church. And so I was telling them my age. And then I was like, my husband's like, Oh no, you ain't. He's American. (laughs) And I'm like, Am I older than that? He's like, yes, you are. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like dying because I'll be the first person to laugh at myself. And and I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's happened. I've hit that you, age where you, you forget. Sure? I got to do math you, again. Get it. You forget how old you are. And I'm like, oh no, it's happened. But yeah, so, you know, we've been married almost 26 years, two incredible children that are fully, you know, they're not full-time ministry, but they're fully in, you know, awesome. like my you know, they're both doing schooling, daughter's finishing criminology, super proud of her. She works for the police force up here. She's like tough. And uh, our son, he's just like my little creative and amazing drummer. And yeah, he's in design school. So super proud of them. And, uh, you know, so we're leading a church up here in Vancouver, Canada. That makes it a little bit easier for people to know where we are um, called Hope City Church. And we're just so grateful for what God is doing. You know, we've been plowing the ground. It'll be five years this year. And I just, I told my husband the other day, I said, it, the roots are finally like, you know, that point, you know, when a plant, like, I don't know if you're like into gardening or anything, but yeah, yeah. you know, like you've been really working on something to take root, like a tree. Like yep. I had a tree in our last house across the street and it was this, it was this beautiful um, yellow tree and laburnum. It's called a laburnum. And I love the color yellow. It's my favorite color. And it just, you know, it's that point where you're just like waiting for it to take root to bloom. Like that's just like the, the church right now. And it's just really taking shape and form. So it's really well. So we lead that and it's going, you know, we're just so grateful. And, uh, you know, of course, lead worship leaders collective and that's growing. And, you know, God never ceases to just have his hand upon the group. And, you know, we're, we, we finally got past the 99 countries barrier. We reached the hundred countries. I that's don't know amazing. why. It's like, 
you know, it could be one person in that one country, but it's like, I'll take it, you know, it's right. I'll take, I'll take that one person in Liechtenstein. That's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, what was the hundredth country? Do you know what the hundredth country I was? I haven't, oh. I haven't checked analytics. Yeah. I, you know, I used to be That's crazy amazing. about all the analytics, but uh, I think I've been a little bit too busy right now to be into, you know, all of that. So, you know, we're just, you know, we're just really grateful to, you know, be part of the local church. That's our heart. That's the beating of my heart right there. And, you know, just to, you know, partner with so many like you Love and it. pastors and leaders all around the world. And this crazy, wild thing that we call and that we're helping move forward called the kingdom of God. So, that, I love you know, it. that's that's us on that on that space. On that note, let's jump into the topic today. OK, we're um, we're talking about leading. It's a new month. So it's beginning of a new month. So we're, we're talking about leading your team spiritually. And yep. uh, I want to I and one of the reasons I asked you, because I know that this is a big passion of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some tips to lead a discussion um, that my team will, that will help my team grow spiritually. Like if I'm going right. to start a conversation, mm-hmm. like in a rehearsal or somewhere, mm-hmm. like how do I, how do I even do that? How do I even go, go into that? Yeah. Uh, can I share a story? Yes. So, um, and I actually share this at Worship Innovators in my uh, building a healthy team culture. Um, share this story about how uh, we moved from here where we are, we're in BC, moved to Alberta, to Calgary. And to, you know, so I was like this, like little, I was like this big fish in a little pond. And then we moved to this big church. And, you know, so it's like you go from like leading one team to where you have like 65 people in your worship team, you know, so that's like a big jump when you're talking like five to 65. You know, so you really have no skill set, really, like you have nothing bridging the gap on that. And I remember being like young in my 30s, you know, young 30s and just being like, oh, like this can be awesome. You know, you just jump in there with your Bible. You know, I'm just very like, you know, like charging the mountain all the time. My husband always says, you know what, Jen's always confidently doing something and sometimes confidently going in the wrong direction, you know, because I have the worst (laughs) sense of direction. When I walk out of the mall, I'll always, always, every time go out of the go out of the store the wrong way but I'm, I'm doing it I'm doing it confidently but I remember being in this you know in this our very first um rehearsal and they actually didn't have rehearsal people were like you're never going to get rehearsals off the ground it's never going to happen and I said watch me I said we're going to get this off the ground yeah and uh, they're just kind of like meeting on Saturdays it's like it's just working it's just not a good plan it's kind of like making it up as you go and and uh, so then I bring my Bible and, uh, you know, so I begin to talk about God, obviously, like, could you imagine talking about God in church? Yeah. And you could have just like cut the atmosphere with like a knife. Like it was like, it was a foreign thing to talk about God. Uh, nobody had a Bible, you know, and this was, this was a while ago. Right. So like, I think it's pretty common. A lot of people aren't carrying Bibles. Everything's on our phone now. And right, right, right. You know, I don't really get about that. Like, it's not really a conversation. It's not a drama. I'm going to beat hard. But like, you know, back then we didn't have you version. And uh, yeah, just like, just, just not there. The thought just wasn't there at all. And you know what I tell teams, like even through that, because that can be a lot of people's experience. And, and I was just thinking about this this morning and I might do a write up on Woko about this this week is about like worship pastors, be careful. You got to slow down because, because we can't give away what we don't have. And we mm. can't praise who we don't know, you know? Amen. And I wonder how many teams we've empowered to worship somebody or to, I don't even think to worship somebody, Jason, 
I think to do something they don't even understand. So what's happened is that worship leading has become song singing. And, and because we do it so well, because we know the formula, we know like if we sing gratitude, it's going to go over, you yep. know, doesn't take a skill set to lead gratitude because, you know, some songs, they just go off. Like back in the day, it was like, how great is our God? Or right. it could be great. Are you Lord? You know, um, so it can give people a false sense of where they're at spiritually. And they think that's awesome. It's like, great. That anointing wasn't really on you. It was actually on the song. And that could actually hit somebody really hard today, Oof. you know, so we yes. have to be no. careful. Right. Um, so like basic, 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 you know, and, and sadly, I think this needs to be said because I don't think it's being said enough. We got to tell our, we got to be encouraging our teams to read their Bibles. And that's just like basic, you know, and I'm not even sure we're fully talking about this in church. Like Mark Buchanan brought it up. I'm taking a worship theology classes, one of my classes this semester. And we were talking about this yesterday, you know, just about like a lack of the reading of the word in church right now, you know, cause we're all like people's theology has become songs, yep. you know, which is dangerous because it's, it's the song should flow out of theology, not the other way around. Right. right. And you know, like my father-in-law said years ago, and he actually wrote it in a Bible that he gave me the first Bible he ever gave me. He said, um, he said, your level of the knowledge of the word of God can go beyond your level of praise. He said, but your praise will never go beyond your knowledge of the word of God because you can't praise who you don't know. That's, that's huge. It's so huge, you yeah. know? So like, so very basic. What I would tell people is like, we, we, we got to read our Bibles and then also don't just do the what, but this is something that we've done with our teams is like, like, I'll be like, okay, hey, you're sharing this week. At, and I'm kind of like getting off topic a little bit, but maybe this is like a tool that could help. People, yeah, 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 yeah. Is like, okay, this person might be 17, but that doesn't matter. There's no junior Holy Spirit. We're called to disciple people, right? We're called to walk alongside of, you know, and I hope that we're equipping and we're, we're raising people up and we're not just expecting the babies to run out of the womb, right? Like we got to create safe spaces in our worship teams to raise you know, people up and we need to be doing that together. So be like, Hey, you're going to, you're going to read Psalm 100 and you're just going to study that this week. Even if it's a five minute share, 10 minute share, just share with yep. everybody on what you read in Psalm 100. And you know what that does for them? You're not just telling them to read the Bible. Now you're, you're now they know they have to, which is good because they need some accountability. I needed that. Some of, some of that was like, help me tell the line in my younger years. Right. And now obviously I hope I don't need that anymore. My father-in-law checking up on me. What have you read in your Bible today? That'd be crazy, right? But um, but anyway, but it also like gives an opportunity to share. It allows the team to hear what's in their heart as well. And there's just like a hunger and like, I think a joy and an excitement that comes out of that because that begins to help navigate them on their journey with understanding more about God, not being afraid. I think one of the big fears for people is like, if I read my Bible and I don't understand it, what do I do? Right. And, you know, some churches have become so big, like obviously the senior pastor isn't pastoring the worship team. So it's on the worship pastor to pastor the worship team, I hope. Hence the term pastor. I think that's a whole other conversation for yeah, another yeah. day. But we throw the word pastor around way too loosely. It's like you're not a worship pastor, you're a worship leader. Yep. It's very different, you know, and and sometimes the worship pastor will be worship leader and maybe worship director. There could be all these different hats. Sometimes they're together, sometimes they're separately. But we need to be careful with these titles for people who don't carry a grace on their life um, to walk that out. Okay. That was just, I thought there, but 
yeah, yeah. back to your original question, very basic. We gotta we gotta be encouraging our teams to read their Bible because they can't praise who they don't know. So that's ah, huge. Was that was that thirty minutes? No, Sorry. <laughs> you're like and scene. No, that's all. No, that's amazing. And I think uh, that's I I mean I've always heard and said you can't lead somewhere. So you can't lead someone somewhere you've never been and that's right along the same and the same regards here it's like you can't uh we shouldn't just be duplicating the record and be a real good cover band i mean i asked a question the other day uh to a group of musicians i was working with i said what is the difference between a cover like if, if you took jesus out of out of the mix that just makes us a cover band like that and then that right. so what is the what is the difference between between those two things. And it's, it's exactly what you said. It's, I love what you said about encouraging uh, someone to come next week with something to share. Like that's a big, um, because it's getting them to think through the week and they're not going to come unprepared because nobody wants to be that guy. That's like, I didn't do my homework. And totally. And and it's, it's, it's good accountability. It's a healthy, it's a holy and healthy pressure for them. And, and, and let's be honest, we all want that. We all want that. We all need that. And that's mentorship right there. Yep. You know, that's just like the heart and the crux of mentorship. Mentorship all isn't always like, I people are like, will you mention me? I'm like, I ain't going to sit down at a coffee shop with you every, for an hour, every week, you know, like we got to do life together. Yep. We got to serve together. And so those, you know, those are just some, you know, practical ways Yeah, um, that will help level up the spirituality of the team because, you know, who we are collectively is who we are individually. Right. So I love it. Yep. Okay. So t- I want you to talk to the young worship leader for a minute that has older people on their team. Yeah. How do you lead somebody that is, how do you lead somebody in the, through this stuff? If you're maybe the younger person and maybe they, they have more, more spiritual maturity than you do. And there's like a, there's the, it's kind of a, um, not, a, not an unbalance is the wrong word, but uh, maybe just to, just to that younger worship leader. Who's like, how do I, how do I lead them? If, if, if they should be the ones leading me or, kind of right. in that in that mix talk yeah, to them yeah. for a minute yeah so are you saying like if someone's a like worship pastor or worship leader like i don't mean just mean leading the service but like leading the teams or leading rehearsal yeah. and there's older people on the team is that what yep. you mean yep well you know we know that scripturally our our backdrop for that and our our text for that is out of timothy right mm-hmm. so the younger it's very important that we understand these things we need to be teaching this stuff to our teams and i've just walked through someone through this last week in church because I had a, a young person in my office crying, bless her heart, you know, and I just had to go back to someone. I said, you know, scripturally that, you know, the, you know, me and you, we would teach, we would treat each other, sister and brother, right. Scripturally. But like for younger and older is that the younger is supposed to treat the older, like mothers and fathers and the mothers and fathers are supposed to treat them like sons and daughters, Mm. you know? So I think that it would be important to, first of all, be humble, you know, uh, you know, walk in humility and always come with that posture of, I have more to learn than I do to teach, yep. you know, which will help slow your role. And I would just say, you know what, just like slow your role a little bit. And if you're new to the position, cause sometimes you could be like me stepping into, you know, Calgary's at meetings, like we're going to change the world, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. say God and you're like, Oh, maybe we ain't changing the world yeah. today, you know, and you, you have that moment of humility. Thirties are very humbling. And all the 40 year olds said, amen. They sure were, <laughs> you know, and um, you know, you just, you got to treat them like mothers and fathers, you yeah. know, and just show a lot of honor and respect because like Sir Isaac Newton said, you know, if we've seen further, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. 
mm-hmm. you know, and just realize that, you know what, I, I might be quote unquote cooler than them. I might be able to have a better vibe if I can say it like that in worship that yeah. might be more appealing to people, but there is something from them that, that I really, that I really need to learn. So I would just say, slow your roll, ask the Holy spirit to help, you know, bridge, you know, sometimes there can be gaps and chasms with some of that, but you know, walk slowly and, and always, always, always value the relationship over everything because it will always produce the right thing yep. because it will cause people to draw closer together. And when there's, when there's, when there's a bit of a gap, you know, you got to bridge the gap, but through relationship, you can bridge the gap and it actually brings this beautiful thing in the relationship. Well, they'll probably receive from you better too, or they might be more open to your ideas, you know, mm. because you're not like saying we have to, it becomes more through relationship. We get to. Amen. I don't know if that helped a lot. Amen. No, I love it. Yeah. What, uh, where would you say the balance uh, is as a worship leader between leading them spiritually and focusing on the technical for uh, what, what it, for making Sunday morning happened? There's, there's, there's a balance. Where would you, where would you kind of find that balance? I don't even know if I've ever thought of that. That's a very, very, very good question. You know, obviously who we, you know, who we are naturally flows out, like who I am, my, yep. my skill and everything to the Lord. I hope flows first of all out of my spirituality to the Lord, but it does matter. Psalm 33, three says play skillfully unto the Lord. And there's this big argument that God doesn't care about this and everything. And I'm like, well, there's an argument to be made for like, I think about like David being in the field, you know, playing his harp or, you know, his lyre, whatever that was in the field, you know, the sheep, the Lord preparing him, right. Yep. For, for the season. So yeah, off, obviously without a relationship with Christ, none of this means anything. Cause again, we can't praise who we don't know. Um, but we should be bringing our best offering every Sunday morning. So, you know, everyone's best is like, like we're not new life worship, our worship team. Okay. I put, and I'm not, and I, and, and having said that, um, I am not ashamed to post our little like iPhone videos. Like I posted once last night, like the Lord's moving in our church. Like I'm excited. I'm, I'm so proud of the team and, you know, and everything. And, you know, like, it's just like raw worship night. We didn't even really get a chance to practice because, you know, everyone's getting there from work, you know, and like, we're all doing it. But, um, you know, the balance for me is that when we bring our best, so like our rehearsals, we're practicing our best, that we are making sure that everything that we're doing is our best. We're not trying to be somebody else. Yep. We're trying to be who God created us to be and allowing the who God created us to be essentially out of that, out of the who, out of him, you know, flowing through us into who he's called us to be. So I would just want to encourage worship teams. It's just always do your best. Don't, don't allow yourself every Sunday morning to get up, you know, to get on the platform and just winging it and making it up as you go. You know, like there, there's times that sometimes that happens, you know, sometimes that happens and, and, and that's fine, but don't let that be the pattern. So, you know, the line is, 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 is just don't wing it, bring your best, bring your best. You know, bring I your love best. That. I love that. And I, I think um, it's you, again, you talk about not, not, not focusing on being somebody else and not focusing on no. like a lot of times it's we go, I need to sound like this. And then we spend all of our time focusing on that, but it's no, it's just that takes away from the purpose of why we do what we do. And which is, and it, it's kind of di- uh, di- di- distracts us from, um, from the, from the overall goal. It's, what is it your... totally does. Yeah. Sorry. Go I was going to no. go, I was going to go off actually go on for, something go like that. 
that actually brings me to make me think of second Samuel 24, 24, when Aruna was trying to give David everything for the offering. I don't know if you know this story, but at the end of this story, it, and David's like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not going to sacrifice to God that which cost me nothing. So the line is like, it should be a sacrifice. It should cost us something. Again, I just want to add some scripture to yeah. be just not saying do your best, you know, and you know, I just, just to add some substance to that is like to encourage someone, go look up, go look up the story in second Samuel 24, go read that because there's a lot for it to, to be gained and a lot to be learned, you know, and, and that's the line for me. It, it's the sacrifice because we know that, you know, fire, fire, um, what's, what's the saying? It's fire falls on sacrifice, right? So if, if the fire ain't fallen, then I'm probably not bringing in acceptable sacrifice. Okay. Talk, talk to a, uh, let us in on what resources you use. Do you, do you have books that you'd recommend, uh, you know, things that like you've read or you've taken your team through or, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. or just kind of yeah. some, some, I wish I had all my books here, but I have so many. Yeah. Okay. This is awesome actually. Okay. So I was just speaking at a conference. They gave me this. I hadn't read it yet, but I, you know, it's a quick yep. read. I the would reset. say this. It's a good book. Yeah. I would say it's more inspirational though. Okay. So like yep. theologically it's sound, but it's not a theological book. Okay. Yeah. But it's good. Uh, my husband, see, I haven't even, I've opened volume one. Because, that was um, the resets by Jeremy Riddle. Yeah, yes. totally. Yep. And I think it's pretty known. Like everyone was like jumping on that through COVID. Uh, my husband splurged and he blessed me. The commentary can be hundreds of dollars. Oh I yeah. Think this one was, but this is volume two. I was really wanting a really good, now, this would be more for worship pastors or people that were like academics. Yeah. Um, and this isn't actually, I've read a lot of academic books. This isn't hard commentary to read. What is that one called? The Psalms? Um, it is called the Psalms Evangelical Biblical Theology Commentary. So this is volume two of volume one. So I was on a co-write the other day with one of my girlfriends in Nashville. And so we were writing a song out of Psalm 24. And I was like, oh, let me open my commentary. So it's so good. So yep. these are just awesome to have on the shelf. Uh, I'm also, I'm a binge reader. Okay. I'm also reading this book by John Eldridge called oh, Resilient. Yep. So if you've been through like any sort of trauma and like stuff and you're just having a hard time getting your muchness, you know, this is a good book. Um, this is all my, I love books. that you have these in a stack next to the, on your desk. Yeah. This is amazing. Hey, this... leaders canoeing the mountain. Yes. Okay. Navigating change. You need this. I got another one here. Leadership on the line. I have another big book on the Psalms that I haven't got into yet, but my father-in-law says is going to change my life. He's doing his PhD right now. So he's pretty smart. Um, but I'm reading a book right now um, in school and a couple that I have more in the kitchen. I've stacked, you know, yeah. stacks and stacks of books. But it's, are you, a, are you a reader or a listener? Or do you like to listen to books or are you actually reading them? I'm not a reader or a listener, but I'm oh. a learner. I, I don't enjoy reading. I'm just going to be honest, you guys. Yeah. But I don't want that to make me sound dumb. No, it's I am not dumb. Like, yeah, like I just like, ugh. like but, do you, but do you actually sit and read or do you put it in your head? You're in like, listen, no, I read it. No, yeah, I read, read it. it. And I got, yeah. I have so much reading this weekend. Yeah, it kind of stresses me out thinking about it. But because Mark Buchanan makes us write these things called praises, yeah. you have to write a summary of the entire book. So I don't know if you've ever read Worship Architect, which is my next one that I would say because I've that heard of it. I've not read it. All denominations. It's a lot. I'm just going to say it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to hit all the spectrums of every denomination. So it hit from like liturgical, like say Anglican, all the way to us like charismaniacs, right? So yep. um, if I can say that loosely, you know, more just free worship, what they call free worship. So, you know, that's a really, that's a really good book. 
um, there's a lot out there, you know, but um, I just want to like give a plug for a couple of old books um, that have never left me. One of them was Darlene Check's Extravagant Worship. Oh yeah. And, and really, really good book. Um, Face Down by Matt Redmond. Oh, I, that I was years. I haven't heard that from a title for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Year, oh, that was a good song. Yeah. Face Down. And then I'm going to say one last one. And, you know, this is for people who just have like a love for the presence of God. And this would probably be more, a little bit more for your non-denoms, but you know, for people that aren't non-denom, like I'll encourage you, like, just, you know what, just be open to maybe learning something new. Yeah. Um, it's Bill Johnson, um, when heaven invades earth. Okay. I have not read this. Yeah. So I could talk about books all day long. Sometimes, so I'll stop. <laughs> You're like, and all of them. You didn't realize what you were asking. <laughs> You're like in the I library on books. my desk. I have more yeah. books in my bedroom. So I have them like all over the house. There's books That's amazing. So, yeah. I have recently become an audible lover and listened to books. And and then I started getting rid of my physical copies and I have them in oh. a digital library. And I know that's oh. probably makes some people cringe, but I'm I'm no. I'm an auditory learner. And so I'm going to have I, a library. I mean, it's like something bu- built. And then I want to like have a ladder that rolls. Oh, yeah. yeah. My husband, yeah. My husband collects like first and second editions of classic literature. Okay. So he's got like thousands of dollars of like, yeah, he's and he's a reader, like not just that, but like his office yeah. is like stacked. So, you know, it's just a, just, we got to love to learn, right? I love just, it. Yeah. So last time you were on the podcast, uh, we, we talked about food. Um, yeah. and I always like to ask the food I'm questions. Fasting we wrap it up. right now, you yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. That's I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, but you told us you're a lover of Mexican food last time for, for yeah. dinner. But now, when Jenny gets up in the morning when she's not fasting, what is what is Jenny's breakfast? What oh, do you what do you do I'm for like breakfast? Boring, boring. Tell boring. us your boring life. Tell us your boring uh, life. Uh, a few blueberries. Oh, that, that is boring. <laughs> Maybe like five cashews. <laughs> And some almond milk this and like, chia seed. Like bird food. Seed. This is bird. <laughs> David, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. This, this launches you into your day. Is this this is you could, yes? Do you have? Are you a coffee lover? I don't. You have. I've any, been fasting coffee normally at Starbucks, but you know what? The price of Starbucks. I think I'm done. You know. Okay. I'm just no, like, you're not. I it's understand. like you want. Do you do you want to retire? You know, or do you want to live on the street, right? Or do you want to have coffee? If you Which want to one live is... on the street, keep keep having your Starbucks every day. If you actually want to have some retirement, you know, it's right. your make money your in your coffee. account. Yeah, make your own coffee. Wait, so but... this is this is your normal breakfast, like in the normal time of like yeah. blueberries, yeah. chia seeds. And I get excited cashews. about it. Yeah, I get actually get excited about thinking about it. I I get I feel happy thinking about it right now. Like a handful, like you just got a handful, and you, I mean, well, chia seeds are high cal, my friends. You know I'm that. Just saying that just is a. Whew. Yeah, or maybe a shake. Okay. Yeah. All right. Or maybe a shake, which will always have cocoa powder in it because I love chocolate. Oh, okay. And that's, I miss that's chocolate. fair. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, not um, exciting. I'm sorry. I'm not. An, no, I'm not going to say all. That's the, the answer. All of those questions. The questions you either get the exciting. Or the not exciting. So I, it's one or the other. Exciting. The other. We asked uh, I asked the dinner question a while back to Andy Andy Chrisman, uh, right. and he he said uh, he's like we don't cook. We go to the, the Uber Eats is what it, food delivered. I've never I'm done like, that. Uh-uh, I'm like I'm that's scared. that's your world. I don't understand. That's I'm the... too scared. They say like seven out of ten like they're eating your food or they're touching it. No, I'm that's just you like... just want to have your own make your own chia seeds and uh, and blueberries. I love this. But I do get the same thing every night. My husband and I have hit that phase in life that we don't always sit at the table anymore because we're go, go, go. And our kids just aren't home, right? Yep. 
So, um, yeah, so I go to the salad place and I get the same salad every night. It's so bad that they have it ready and punched in and I just have to pay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty exciting. Like that's my a... husband would be laughing. You guys would have a good time. <laughs> and you'd both to... be making fun of me. Yeah, we need to make so. that happen. That would be fun. So, yeah. hey, how do we how do we connect with Jenny? Tell us all the ways. Uh, well, here's my cell phone number. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know, when people write those text numbers on their, you know, people think that they have their cell phone number. I'm like, that ain't not their cell phone number. But, you know, I'm <laughs> glad it made you you feel like they were your friends. Uh, you are my friend. Um, you you know what? Just send me an email. Jenny at worshipleaderscollective.com. Jenny with an I, not to be, you know, to confuse that. Uh, look us up on Instagram, uh, Worship Leaders Collective. You'll find us. Yep. Uh, Worship Leaders Collective on Facebook, you know, is a bit of a big group on there. And um, look me up on Instagram, you know, like always posting something, you know. Yep. And I tried, I try to keep it light, but be honest, just like with all my book reading, it's it's usually it's usually a thought. I usually got a thought or two going on in my mind or an encouragement. So I love yeah. it. Okay. Hey, thanks. I appreciate you hanging out today. I appreciate yeah, you. Me uh, too. Appreciate you and. Uh, um, this is this is always fun. I was I'm, fun. I just learned a lot about you in that oh. little bit about breakfast. But um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Anyway, we will see. Uh, we will see everybody again next week.